0: They <laughs> <Yeah>, have Vienna sausages. <laughs> oh, that would be horrible. Oh. Oh, that's the worst. That sounds so terrible.
1: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 155 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast that we hopefully won't lose half of. Yay! Uh, Listeners, uh, astute listeners, to episode 154 uh, might have recognized some problems. I don't know, running
2: sideways. Taco Bell?
1: Yeah, so we lost lost, uh, mine and Kevin's audio track from episode 154. And then we lost Riff's episode, or we lost Riff's audio from the re-record of episode 154. That's the funniest number. I had to uh, put both of those things together. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Riff's track from the first one was way shorter, so uh, you might have noticed it getting a little weird (laughs) (laughs) towards the end. Anyway, that was fun, and it makes me want to spend a lot more time editing Video Games Hot Dog to make it funnier and Riff more like a Cthulhoid horror. Okay, wait, I've got a
2: brilliant (laughs) idea. Uh, You should re-release... All of our episodes, but with riff tracks.
1: Okay. Huh. So, oh, so uh, I will just so listen just to them. Add commentary.
2: Wait, no, no. Riff needs to do it.
1: Or Mike Nelson.
2: Oh yeah. Hey. Okay. Oh sure. Uh, if we could get that. Oh weird. How would it weird would it be if instead of a re-release with riff tracks, they provided audio commentary? They instead just animated every. Oh episode. right. If they made a shitty
1: sci-fi movie to play along <laughs> yeah. with our episodes. Okay. Pretty good. We uh, died on the moon, unfortunately, Riff. It's uh got
2: fucking fuck. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> wow, you weren't uh, that gosh, upset about it. Kevin's when it upset happened. about having died. <laughs> Kevin got Kevin got <laughs> No, no,
2: no, I survived. I was the only one yeah. out of a room of like two
1: hundred ish people that survived. Brian Brian mm. rescued him. Kevin got salty after his one beer and tater tots. He said, and I quote, Is Riff ready? I said yes. He said that I'm gonna Skype that motherfucker, <laughs> and then we laughed at how weird that was for a couple minutes because that isn't a thing that Kevin would say. Yeah, you're that's, getting ready that's to go on a totally
0: uncharacteristic
1: drinking binge. You're yeah, going I, had, a... I
2: had a PBR and now I'm.
1: Well, yeah, but you're getting ready to head to Colorado, where oh, true, dude. You know what you are gonna do is be high as fuck from the moment you step off that plane.
2: I don't have nearly as much of a adverse reaction to altitude,
1: <laughs> right. You'll be fine then, I guess. Um, a lot of people get weird when they're in Colorado. They do. But you, yeah, you just—it's legal normal. to get weird. Now. That's where you grew up. Yeah, you were keep Colorado weird. You said as the, I left. <laughs> yeah, you put one of your save it for me on one of your four hundred bumper stickers. Right. Keep Colorado weird. Yeah, so we didn't uh, escape from the moon base. It, we it, it, escape from the moon base was another one of the uh, Japanese company scraps. Uh, escape the room style room games. games this was one of the the team games. yeah the one one of a sort that we hadn't done before where they have multiple teams there were 30 ish teams of six people yeah all in one room um you sort of get a packet of puzzles to start with and then there are a lot of clues
2: really just Everywhere.
1: on surfaces they weren't hidden saying that they're mm-hmm. hidden is giving the hiding job a little too much credit they weren't supposed to be concealed really
0: so it sounds less like a escape escape the room game and more like an MIT style mystery hunt.
1: Yeah, ish.
0: Yeah, it's
2: you're not like finding props and finding other secret. You're parts not dismantling of the props. anything. You're yeah. not.
1: You're not like tearing apart a shelf and finding the message hidden in the wood grain. <laughs> Right. inside the lumber it was you know we we solved up until the very last
2: there was literally yeah there was moment, a moment and then there was like just a, a weird a last, like
1: a, intuitive, intuitive leap yeah. that it ended with and i mean it's easy to say that it was poorly designed uh because it was a, a grape that was extremely sour
2: it yeah it it was a thing where <clears throat> you you only get one chance ever to solve this and we missed last,
1: our chance to blow.
2: This last puzzle. And you. there's no real feedback, right? Like, you just kind of have mm-hmm. to commit to something.
1: It is... It struck us that of the seven teams total that have finished this one, it seems more likely than not that a lot of them did it by accident. Yeah. Like, they solved all of the puzzles that we did and then accidentally solved the final one. Yeah. Mm. Which um, is totally a thing that could happen. It could. And it's not... It was a well-designed thing, and I don't want to impugn the dignity of the employees of Scrap or their mothers. Um, it was fun. The puzzles were good. There was yeah. some very, there were some very cleverly designed things.
2: Yeah, there was like the sort of the overarching puzzle was really good. The like the sort of I don't. It's not really an overarching puzzle, but the like the meta puzzle. the the
1: crux the
2: crux. That's yeah. that's
1: perfect. The crux of the puzzle it was, really, was really well done. And there were some interesting prop things. Yeah, there were everyone. All everyone on the team contributed. Yeah, I there really was a point when that happened. There then. was a point where everyone on the team was the the person who had the like aha, oh. this is how we move forward. Yeah, that's moment. nice when that happens. Yeah, it was fantastic.
2: Yeah, and the team. What did you already mention? There were teams of six.
1: Yeah, it was teams of six, which is
2: smaller than people. the escape the rooms, which are usually yeah. ten or eleven or twelve or so.
1: But you had a little. you had a little table to sit at, and everybody got a clipboard. Yeah. And then because you had a clipboard, you could just go wherever you wanted. <laughs> it's true. Nobody's gonna mess with you. It was sort of divided into multiple rooms and then some of the rooms you couldn't get into without solving part of the puzzle. Yeah. They had a they had a astronaut man who would give you hints, but by the time we needed a hint, he said, You guys are too far along to get hints.
2: Yeah, we never we never got any hints from them.
1: Hints are for babies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't feel bad about our how how we did. It just makes me sad that we did not uh Yeah. Make that final. Sucks that jump. everyone
1: except you died on the moon.
2: Yeah, so like narratively, yeah, I guess I shouldn't, like, I shouldn't spoil things, but but narratively, yeah,
1: even describing that is sort bad. of ruins part of a thing that not everybody would figure out. Yeah, and we don't want to run afoul of those guys because they will just talk about us every chance they get. Yeah, <laughs> from then on, Uh I went. uh w- Emily was in town for a while, and we went and saw a movie. Oh yeah, what'd saw you see? The um, the X Men. Days of Future Past. What does that even mean? It is it's like a young uh, it,
0: Magneto and young yeah Professor it bridges
1: X. it bridges the gap between the modern X Men movies and First Class. But they, it's the Star Trek generations of X Men movies.
2: <laughs> so wait, but First Class was meant to bridge the like the beginning story and the modern. So they went and they bre- they bridged even the First Class.
1: No, I thought of the I thought of uh, First Class as just sort of a prequel. So this is a pre prequel? <laughs> no, it takes place after First Class, after First Class, and after the X. Ex- after the modern so This is the X-Men sequel to, to First yeah, Class. Yeah,
2: the it, I think okay. So it's a, of Second a new trilogy class. of movies. The,
1: the the overthinking it guys characterized this as a farewell to all of the actors that were in the original X Men movies. <laughs> oh. Um, which I don't know. you know, I, I don't have any idea what Did their, they all lose their, their plans. Arms? Are. Uh, the, every single one of them. Huh. It was weird. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. So now they're just the I men. Why does
2: <laughs> this is only tangentially related. Why does George Lucas like cutting off people's
0: hands? Like that happens all the time. In is that Star Wars something that is that something that happened in whatever Kurosawa movie that Star Wars was originally based on oh. or something?
2: No interesting i didn't even think about that
0: i i can never remember what movie it is i think it's one of the few that i haven't seen though does so it exactly. maybe harken
1: back to when george lucas was a kid and a clown cut off his hand <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty what? good way of emasculating a, a character
0: hmm. Was that that tweet that i saw and retweeted recently with someone saying that it was a, a huge mistake for them to call it empire strikes back and not cool hand luke right
1: yeah yeah so. pretty good uh, you know, <clears throat> I found the X-Men movie pretty inoffensive. It, it had that's, some...
0: That's damning with that's, faint Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I look for in a movie.
1: <laughs> there were two characters that hung out a lot uh, in the parts of the movie that took place in the future. Uh-huh. See, this movie was in the future and the past. And the parts of it that were in the future, there were two, two X-Men that were like people that you'd never really seen in any of the other movies. And I don't know what their X-Men names were, but the actors were named Bing Bing and Boo Boo. <laughs> Those no. were, yes, those were the first names of the actors. Bing Bing, at least, was Asian. Boo Boo, like, wh-
0: was a bear. Who,
1: <laughs> who names that's not okay.
2: Uh, did you what were their powers?
1: Uh, well, Bing Bing could portal, so right? Just, like, so she could throw portals. Port- oh, but so,
2: anybody could walk through. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody could move through. Cool. So, so they that's like
1: the she the was used to great effect in concert with the powers of other other dudes right because right? she yeah. would like open a thing and then a guy who could only punch could punch a guy who was a mile away and like right. that's pretty rad um he seemed to have a gun that you he would he would have to ask someone else to help him and then they would shoot him with something and it would make him glow a color and then his gun would glow that color and then he was able to shoot it. So it seemed like maybe he was a guy that could absorb and channel the powers of other X-Men. And then shoot then that power? But then he shoot it out of a gun. Yeah.
2: What? Huh. It's like a, a ranged
1: rogue? Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. You know, probably he was somebody from the X-Men comic books, I imagine. They've never really done. They have. Has Gambit appeared in any of the movies? Because that's that's seems like some pretty weird shit.
0: No, I haven't seen most of them.
1: There was a um, there was a guy who can move real fast, and there was a the Flash. There was a pretty uh, there was an actually pretty funny, sort of like oh, his mutant powers is funny (laughs) actions. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Jerry Seinfeld. I think was the (laughs) the name of that X Man. Um,
2: The funniest joke in the world, where. They weaponize yeah. it.
1: L- Louis Anderson, <laughs> he's one of the X Men, right? Yes. Powers just being hilarious. <laughs> um. Well, no, this, this guy is real fast, and there's just like a scene where he's sort of like it. You you see things from his perspective, and it's 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 it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. He he plays some funny pranks on the people. Oh,
2: like the the fast guy faster is the than funny whom one. he's moving. Is he yeah. also angry? the
1: scene is funny? I don't know that the fast guy is super funny. You, you're introduced to him, and he's just like. Very quickly moving back and forth and playing ping pong with himself on okay. other, you know, opposite sides of a table. Yeah, But then there's just a part where he does a bunch of stuff when everybody else is frozen in time from his perspective. And a lot of the things that he does are funny.
2: Does he live that way all the time or does he turn that power on? Because he, turned, that is, he
1: seems to turn it off and on.
2: Because, yeah, having to live that way the whole time would
0: be so boring
1: yeah you'd be like dave in 2010
0: (laughs) well i mean you'd have plenty of time to read all the books you ever
1: yeah that's true except your glasses would break because you were (laughs) moving too fast no that would actually be really funny if they
2: like had a character who just was stuck in that state and the whole time he's like just picking up and dropping books while (laughs) he's like fighting guys (laughs) right like that'd be a that'd be a good little affectation
1: hmm And then they could just make like a 50 year long movie that was one minute (laughs) of the events of the first movie, but from that guy's perspective. And it's mostly just a movie of that guy reading books. (laughs) Or like going somewhere and getting a book and then coming back and then finishing (laughs) punching a guy. (laughs) And then reading the book. Yeah. He keeps turning in books like less than a second after he checked them out. See, at that point why would you even bother going through the checkout process? It seems like it would just be yeah, infuriating for, them for in you to library. wait 50 years for the <laughs> woman to stamp the but, Oh, also this takes place in the 70s. Um, when I was a kid, they actually did that at the public library. Staff it was st- it was stamped. still just there was a yeah, there was yeah, a thing glued into the front of it a that card. was actually stamped. Yeah, that was
0: I haven't been to a library in so long. What do they do now?
1: I think they don't do they anything barcodes. to the book itself. They're I think just they just scan it. Ah, huh, okay. And then the computer knows.
2: And then they email you when your book is due. Hmm. Or something like that. They
1: just email you a PDF of the book. They're like, hey, you can just turn this in now. It'll be like selling it, but photocopying it first when you were a kid. <laughs> Did you ever do that with books? Uh, never an entire book. I feel like I had. For, like, on average, I would say I had greater access to photocopiers than most kids did. Oh,
2: I I thought you were going to say greater access to photocopiers than
1: libraries. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I spent more time near a photocopier than I did in a library as a kid because I would spend the hours between when school got out and when my mom got off work at the sheriff's department where my dad worked. And it was just like an office filled with people, most of whom were cops. And that was just oh, like two or three hours a day of several years of my childhood. And so there was a photocopier there that I could use as long as I didn't go nuts with it. And so I would copy stuff out of books sometimes. But I couldn't do something stupid with it. You could not so get to do you anything didn't, cool. You didn't. Well, if you my dad would have. have made me stop if... I had done something with the photocopier that he had thought was stupid. I see, because he did. You know, he understood that I was spending tax money with every photocopy that I made. So, like sitting on
2: it and copying your butt—well, that was—I'm
1: not. I don't want to show all of those people my butt. But that would have also been stupid. Mm, He probably would have been okay with that. Honestly, (laughs) he would have thought it was funny. What have you been up to, Riff?
0: Um, nothing real special. I did some baking. Yeah, I saw that you baked two things. Yeah, I baked, I baked, uh, two bakings. I did, uh, almond meal, uh, poppy seed lemon muffins and, uh, a raspberry, blackberry, cream cheese coffee cake. They came out pretty good. That was a lot of adjectives.
1: Hmm. They're nouns. They're adjectival nouns though, right? Yeah,
2: I guess that's true. Is that an, is that a specific thing to use an, as a noun, na- a noun as an adjective? Like you a, mean like, is there a term for that? I don't is know. there a term for that?
1: I, I just refer to them as adjectival nouns because that's how I've heard them referred to. It's not like, I mean, I don't know that there is a noun equivalent of gerund, hmm. right? Because gerund is a verb used as a noun.
0: When you say it, it makes me think of archival nouns. Like you have to keep one locked away so that you've got a master copy in case the the others all go bad. You don't touch it with your bare hands. Yeah. You always have gloves on.
1: Yep. Did you ever uh, go into a Stax?
0: Yeah, we had a, a Stax at the uh, university library where my dad was a professor.
1: Did you ever find any occult tomes?
0: No, sadly. We did play a ah, game of boring. Vampire LARP in there once and got kicked uh, out.
1: Uh, yeah, and <laughs> rightly so. I would kick you out of anywhere for doing that shit, Riff.
0: <laughs>
1: did you ever go into stacks
2: that had cranks such that because they're like they had so many books that uh, they couldn't no. actually keep those are cool they couldn't though. keep alleys between each one so you had to like crank them to to create the like little row. yeah
1: there there was just part of the regular library at <clears throat> university of illinois worked like that really yeah that's a really clever that's
0: a yeah idea a great way to i mean space. and it's a
1: real good way to like smash People, college girls a guy
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah.
1: Like, you know, you could just get a really big book and put them between the pages of it, right? But you could also just take them to where they make the books and trick them into, "Hey, go down there. It's right in the middle. The book that I need is as far as possible from every exit of of this aisle. So let me know when you get there." Yeah. And like, "Hey guys, come help me turn this crank faster." Requires a lot of assistance and a lot of cooperation. Is that, is that what's known as a crank call? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like a booty call where you're requesting extra treasure oh, okay. from your pirate friends,
0: like before a party. Or request a request treasure you, party. Or, yeah, you need more crank, so you you call up your pirate friends.
1: <laughs> your pirate <laughs> friend Jason Statham. Yeah. Hmm. How'd your your, your your so your your fake muffins were good?
0: Yeah. I mean like like they're all, real muffins are just made out of Yeah, fake they're ingredients. just made out of fake ingredients. Like like all low carb baking, it's not as good as real baking, but it's good enough to satisfy the desire for baked goods.
1: Is it? Yeah. All right. I guess I believe you.
0: <laughs> I mean at least in terms of those sorts of dessert type things. I could still really go for like a a regular old sandwich, but I don't I don't have a recipe for reasonable bread. Does it have to be an old sandwich? Uh, that well, just seems you know, like it's going to be less vintage, good. Vintage. You, you have to let them age a little bit. It's like wine. You don't want them to be like so old that they turn into vinegar, but you want you want them aged a little bit. So you make a bunch of sandwiches, you put them in barrels, you let them sit there yeah, for a while. like an oak cask, yeah, full okay. Of sandwiches.
1: Okay. Barrel-aged sandwiches?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I think we might have a business idea here.
1: We should invent a time machine that only works for sandwiches. Like, it's got... <laughs> it's The time vessel is the size and shape of a sandwich. Okay. And you put a sandwich in there, and then you press a button, and instantaneously your sandwich is just really old. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like a microwave, except for making things older instead of hotter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, like a really fast uh, um, 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 time capsule.
1: Okay. Oh, wow. So, right. That's great. This is like, this is an iPhone from 2014 and you put it in the thing and you press the button and when you pull it out, it's like, this is what an iPhone from 2014 would be like in 2,214. Yes, exactly. uh, Wow. This, um, it will only stay charged for like four seconds.
2: We should, we should really start selling these like... Like accelerated time capsules where you put stuff in it, you like bury it for a day, and you unbury it. It's like, this is what
1: it would be like to open this. Well, no, really what we should do is we should start selling these things 20 years from now, and tomorrow in preparation for it, oh, we, we start should start burying capsules everything. with everything in them so that whatever somebody wants to do that to 20 years from oh, now, yeah, just, we have like one a mail unda- order
2: time capsule. Put stuff in this time capsule, mail it to us, and we will mail it back to you 20 years from
1: now. <laughs> well, no, we'll mail it back to you tomorrow, but it will be 20 years old. But we can't do this until 20 years from now. Also, we're going to need some Ventured place to capital. bury some yeah, shit. We're yeah, going to need some... one of everything. <laughs> yeah, one of everything. Your kingdom now contains one of every Holy bird and also guys. one of every, everything else. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Yeah, plus is... $10, then you get to send us something. You guys, this is our meal ticket. <laughs> you want a meal ticket? You want a 20-year-old meal ticket? We'll bury one for you right now. Riff, have you been playing any video games?
0: Um, I feel like I played two, but I only remember one. Okay. Um, uh, the one I remember was uh, the Last Door on Steam. It is a point-and-click adventure, a a uh, Lovecraftian style point-and-click adventure, and uh, it uses um like real, real low-resolution pixel art, like gigantic pixels, uh, which is good for like a Lovecraftian story because. You get, like, an indication of what things are, but pretty much all the detail is left to your imagination. But it's not very good for a point-and-click adventure because it's hard to tell what anything in the scene is important. So every single location, you have to scan the entire screen with the, with the cursor to see where all the hotspots are because you can't tell just by looking, like, what's, what's, a, what's an important thing. But other than that, it worked out really nice that they use the sound real effectively and the, the story is pretty spooky. It ended on kind of a weird cliffhanger because I guess they're doing like an episodic thing. But uh, it's uh, definitely worth playing.
1: Do you think – so do you remember how sometimes in point-and-click adventures that were made in Flash where people had forgotten to disable tab highlighting mm. where you could just press tab to cycle through all of the clickable regions on the screen? Like – you could discover secrets in early Homestar Runner yep. yeah, comics like that. that, right? Do you think that having the ability to do that in the native interface of a point-and-click adventure game
0: would
2: devalue it? As yeah. As well.
1: Do you think that that a lot of a lot of modern, modern point-and-clicks do do that? Um, I'm not sure. Because you could just mouse over everything, but why the fuck yeah, would they make Why, you why do would that, you have right? to if you're if
0: they if they know that you're gonna do that, then why but not? But then just again, say, okay.
1: Okay, but you could click on everything. You could you could click on every item in your inventory and then click on every other spot on the screen. But why make you okay, do true, that? Why not, true. you know? So that at a certain point you, have you gotta you decide have to what's actually important yeah. to the form. That one, like I don't know that anybody defends. I guess I could I could conceive of a situation where some plot element is spoiled by something being clickable. Right? Like right. something like a space that's going to be important in the future or, you know, mm.
2: uh I mean I'm thinking about like the old Sierra games and there were a lot of objects that you would get only by first interacting with something else like and in a specific way, you know, like... You mean
1: the parser, yeah, so like a parser yeah,
2: like the parser King's Quest stuff. So, like, they were relatively Spartan in terms of what was portrayed on the screen, but then you'd have to realize, oh, I need to try to climb this tree, or I need to shake this tree, or whatever, to, like, get an acorn to fall. And there were there were maybe even multiple ways to do it, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, I guess there's the compromise between... Like, the fact that the point-and-click adventure is such an archaic form at this point sort of makes it weird to consider... How much people probably complained was lost between parser-based, right. even parser-based graphical things, right? Yeah, the, because I remember when the, they, when
2: they switched when Sierra switched over to the mouse-driven interface, I was like, ah, I don't care anymore. Like, I just, I just was like, I don't want to just click on everything. I, I, I really enjoyed typing in hmm. commands.
1: That was when I drifted away from it, but it was just because that was a period of time where I didn't have. The a good enough computer. No, I didn't have oh. a good enough computer. Like we, I went from an eighty eighty eight to uh, like a four eighty six twenty five. Oh wow! Right, like I did not like I got a computer when I was like eleven, and then I got another computer when I was like seventeen, and that was a long six years mm-hmm. in terms of like what computers were capable of. Right, so there was like that period of time like VGA games. Right, a lot of the early days of that, and I think part of it is that. That is part of the reason that I am so fond of stuff from that generation is because I just like lusted after screenshots in magazines that I couldn't I couldn't have because the computer wasn't good enough, you know, because I mean, just like didn't have enough money for my dad to buy me a really expensive thing to play video games on. Right. You know, and so it wasn't until it was like, oh, yeah, okay, computers maybe are actually important (laughs) <laughs> and we could use a newer one. Um, it was. It was. I was in much the same situation. Uh, I. I
0: didn't. Uh, I didn't play any of the parser-driven graphical games. I, I went straight from full-on text adventure to LucasArts games. I never played oh, wow. any of the early Sierra stuff, primarily because um, uh, all the computers I ever had were Macintosh. So you hmm. start out with the only games you had on Mac were Infocom games, and then a few Mac generations later, you had Color and stuff, and now we have LucasArts games. I don't think Sierra ever ported much of anything to Mac, as far as
1: I'm Yeah, thinking. I guess that's true. I
2: only ever played Indiana <clears throat> Jones and the Last Crusade. That was the only LucasArts game that I recall playing as a, as a kid. Um,
1: My 8088 was good enough that I could play, like, Loom. Like, okay. Maniac Mansion and Zach McCracken were the LucasArts games that were in the sort of EGA era and there was a, an EGA version of Loom like it was they they made a version of it that would run on older hardware like they eventually released a CD-ROM version of it that just had like better graphics and I did the the computer that I had before the 486 was like a Tandy 1000EX which for some weird reason had a kind of sound that almost nothing else had it was like a pre it was just three pc speakers. So huh. it could it was like it literal just could, polyphonic sound. Yeah, it just had, three, yeah, it just three, had three, three voices. Mm. What's weird is it was accessible from within basic and like DOS 3 oh. that it came with. Like, you
2: could like address each speaker with a You could, tone. you could address oh, you
1: could address each speaker with you could make the just, chords. You That's could. so cool. You could nice. just play, you could just play like you just basically had and the wow. basic the basic play command PLAY was just you The way that you gave that input was just by saying, uh, play a C in octave four for this duration. Now play a D in octave four for this duration. And you could just stack those up to play all three voices at the same time. And it was super cool.
2: Wow. Um, That's, but it was like,
1: it had much, much better sound than any other computer prior to an actual sound card. And. Sierra went out of their way to support it everywhere. Like space quest one just had full on like three voice music. Right. And it was amazing.
2: Well, what I didn't realize about Sierra was that like <clears throat> half of their business was like making games. And then Ken Williams would just turn around and like sell all of his like development tools that he had made to make whatever game they were making to like developers. And that was like the other half of their, where they got all their money hmm. at first. So, which is, like, that's totally what the Unity is like now, where people make a game and then they sell all the tools that they specifically crafted to make their (laughs) Unity game in the asset store.
1: I mean, I feel like most, well, I don't know if this is true, it feels to me like most middleware comes from internal tools that are either a way to salvage some money from a failed project or... Somebody was like, "Well, I sure did learn a lot working at this studio." And then they set I mean, out on their own to
2: Slack is totally that thing, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, Flickr was that for Game Never Ending. Slack is that for Glitch.
2: Was Was Flickr that like I I did not realize that they had made that as part of developing Game Never Ending. I thought that was a total separate side project that they just just realized they could.
1: The way that I read it was that it started out as their internal asset management, huh? Their like image asset management thing for. For that, I don't know if that's true or not. We could just ask Stuart.
2: That's true. We should. Um,
1: so, a lot of pixel hunting. Yes, but the sorry. pixels are really big.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, bigger than Super Brothers, Sword Sword and
1: Sorcery. Did you play Lone Survivor?
0: I played a bit of it. I never finished it.
1: Is it is it similar to that? I mean, um, like, because that's like big chunky pixel art. Like the pixels they, are they were big enough even, to have it. They
0: texture. were even chunkier than
1: that. Okay. Yeah. Did they were they did they have texture? Uh, just color, really. Oh, I like I like pixel art where the pixels are big and have texture. Hmm. I think that is a really
0: that's interesting. I feel like I I'd... don't see that much.
1: Yeah, you don't a lot. Um, there was that one Ludum Dare game where it kept zooming out the more of the world that you explored, but it was ju- you were just like a three by one pixel thing, and all you could do is jump, but it was really nice. It was really satisfying to play. It was just you were sort of exploring this space, and the more of it you explored, the more the thing zoomed out. Hmm. Uh, hmm. But it was just big, big, fat pixels with textures on them, and it was used to really great effect. Lone Survivor looked really nice, but I didn't really enjoy the yeah
0: gameplay. Of it was it. sort of like I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really get into the story much.
1: <coughs> we met the guy that made it at the same party where we met that fucking prick from Hotline Miami, and <laughs> that guy was absolutely as nice as the hotline miami guy was a oh, dick good.
0: so yeah, there's balance there's some, in the universe yeah yeah
1: yeah so i would mean, just buy some more copies of lone survivor <laughs> anyway so you said you played a second game but you don't remember what it I, is
0: i feel like i must have uh but yeah i have i have no memory of what it was so it must not have impressed me much what have uh what have you been playing
1: kevin
2: uh
0: well so i went back and uh continued to play
2: some more eg because that game is so good um, and I completed a zero kill uh run through of that game wow um and it's there's there are quite a few things that that are different about that kind of of playthrough um uh I found the banana gun in that run, and I also found sector z um which is. Is that weird? Is that a gun shaped like a banana, or that fires bananas? It's a gun that fires bananas. It uses one of every type of ammo that you have, and you have to have all eight. Ammos. Oh man,
1: do you do you put ammo in it via banana clips you that you get not. from girls' hair in the '80s? That
2: would be good, though. <laughs> uh, that is a that's the a, a failed joke. There, there are like a, there's a shit ton of hidden content in this game. So I found an entire hidden sequence of zones that you just have to know about. Like you can get to it right away. Just like just like all the special moves in that game you can do immediately if you want to, but they don't even tell you about them.
1: Uh, but they're like Hadouken style special moves, right? Like they're just bit. sequences of button presses that you do to do a cool move.
2: Yep. Mm. A little bit. Um and That is a
1: super interesting progression mechanic. Yeah. Like player knowledge as progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah causes like a new game to be a weird new game plus symphony
0: of the night did the same thing with the spells oh yeah oh yeah like because like is that the one that's
2: got the you draw the things no
1: no that's that's one of the ds ones that's playstation um, one it was uh, dawn of of souls
0: but yeah the the things like um i don't even remember what they were called but the the thing that would let you uh drain hit points from monsters that shot out blood when you hit them was was a, a spell and that and all the other spells you find out about them initially by finding the scroll or buying the scroll from the librarian but all that scroll mm. does is tell you what the button combination is huh. and hmm. so if you just happen to know it you can use them from the beginning
1: <clears throat> we ought to do symphony of the night as an assignment at some point when we have time
0: yeah that is a great I,
1: game i feel like you can 100 percent that game in a couple of days of, days. of serious play. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, a couple of days of like, this is the video game that I'm playing today. Well, like, sure. You know, like 8 or 10 hours, I bet you could 100% in that game.
2: Yeah. Have you played it? Have you played all the way through it? I forget hmm. which Castlevania games I've played.
1: You really need to play it on a portable system, though. And why it's do hard.
2: You, why do you say that? Um, Because you need to be able to play it for 8 or 10 hours?
1: Yeah, you need to be able to play it on the toilet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't apparently, know I just...
2: in eg there was a there's a whole uh, additional hidden level that I just never found um, there's like a teleporter in this sector Z so like you know it goes sector 1 through 10 but 10 is an X and then there's this sector Z which is this weird alternate dimension thing there's a sector Y which you can apparently get to but um, I, I I did not get there and there's yeah it's, it, it, There is all kinds of crazy hidden shit in that game that unlocks very, very slowly or through doing a bunch of really weird, random stuff.
1: It's weird that this is just a free game that a guy I don't understand why.
2: I mean, I guess because it took six years to make or whatever.
1: Yeah, it just seems like you... Why isn't there a Vita port of this game? Like, I don't know. Has just nobody ever approached the guy? It's possible
2: it? that it is so far under the radar that that the people that would think about those things just aren't even aware of it.
1: Yeah, I'd,
0: I'd never heard of it before it came up for this. Yeah.
1: Did you not play Hero Core when it was mm, sliding around?
0: I don't think I've heard of that either.
1: That's another game that that guy made. Uh, three or four years ago, <clears throat> I feel like. It popped up and was just... I almost... I kind of thought that I played it on like a congregate, but that might not be true. Hmm. Uh, talking about like
2: large pixels. I also played a, uh, a game called V, uh, which is, it's by a guy named J Townsend. Um, uh, it's basically a 32 by 32 pixel, but like big fat. Oh, pixels. was it for that jam? Yeah. For the low, for the low, uh, poly- the, what a low pixel jam or low pixel game jam. Um, That was kind of a tribute to V, but it's just called V, which is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's pretty good. Like it's definitely got the same kind of thing going on. It's wandering through a space. You sort of flip gravity and then there are like hidden secrets around little trinkets and stuff that you can pick up if you can figure, figure out where where they are, um, and then besides that, the only other game I've been playing uh, besides the assignment was uh, called Rita's Pearls. And this is a game by the folks that made Move the Box. And I don't know if you remember me talking about that. That is a... Uh, for
1: a thousand episodes in a row. Well, because... because they kept releasing new level packs yeah, for so, it.
2: So that is a game where they come up with a very simple sort of puzzle format and then just release hundreds and hundreds of puzzles And so this Redis Pearls is the same sort of concept. It is a grid of little bubbles, and the bubbles either have... Well, so so some of the spaces on the grid have nothing, um, and then the spaces that have bubbles either have one, two, or three um, sort of interior baubles in them or whatever, and you can pick one of the bubbles and move it in a direction, and then it merges... It'll send off one of the little bubbles inside it and it merges with uh, the contents of that that bubble. And if there are four things in a bubble, uh, they will pop and send their little bobbles in all four cardinal directions. And those things will then merge with other bubbles.
1: Oh, so it's just like a setting up chain reaction yeah.
2: To clear the board.
1: I know what it sounds like because you were playing it while we were waiting for Rift like to answer the, the Skype call. Yep and uh, my headphones are connected to your iPhone. Yep. So it was like pop, pop 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 pop. But you would do something on the screen and then there would be like 10 seconds of popping.
2: Yep. That's basically how it goes. <coughs> so this got me thinking a lot about puzzle games, right? Because Move the Box is 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 was a similar kind of situation where it was just trying to get three or more of a particular color or texture of a box in a row, and then it would clear those, and you could set up chain reactions. And it, so far with the Rita's Pearls thing, I've only ever had... It's all been single-move puzzles where you do one thing, and then it clears the whole board. And it's clearly got... Uh, eventually, levels will, will be such that it has more than one move, I'm guessing. Um, these puzzles are not particularly satisfying to solve. And
1: I am... Are you saying just the read as pearls one or the move-the-box ones are also not particularly Well,
2: the satisfying? read as pearls ones are not particularly satisfying to solve. And then the move-the-box ones are, like, a step above that, but also not... They were not particularly... Like, they did not sort of create a sense of, like, immense satisfaction in me. Uh, because... Because they are such long chains of dependencies, you can sort of think about how they might work, but you are probably not able to just fathom the whole chain of what's going to happen. So they're
1: mostly just trial and error. Mm -hmm. So a
2: lot of it is trial and error with a little bit of intuition built in. And, And I'm thinking about that versus like a Sudoku where it is also kind of a long chain of dependencies but you have to be observant at a bunch of different points of that chain of dependencies. Well, and
1: you have to do every step of it yourself too, right? right? So like if this was a thing where if you were solving one of these on paper, right. it would be a lot trickier.
2: It would be a lot trickier and a lot more. And probably space a lot more
1: engaging. Stuff.
2: Maybe, or maybe you know, not. Maybe it just would be tedious, right? Like
1: you
2: know. and I don't know why a pseudo I mean, doesn't argue- feel tedious.
1: It does In to the me. Same way. Yeah. It does to me. I like I don't understand the appeal of a sudoku at all. Like it's I like you get moments where you have to do some sort of logical you know machinations right. to get it to work, but for the most part it's just following a kind of a boring sequence. Like it's like a word find. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like not, it's,
2: It is not as simple as a word find, but it is
1: yeah, I mean the ones difficult sudokus where there are actually like branching right, sort of possibility trees that you have to that you have to eliminate, like that becomes more of a thing, but like
2: What do you I, do you ever do any Ken, Ken?
1: No, I don't even which, know what that which is. Which one is that?
0: Kenken Ken is the ramen the...
1: place around the corner from our apartment. Um, it really is. I wasn't just like making I, a racist I, I, joke. I, there I, really I is a restaurant called Kenken Ken Ramen. No, I know that
2: i'm trying to i'm trying to think of how to describe this so it is a milky porky wonder squares um
0: and uh, how how does it work exactly is that the one where you have to make a rectangle that contains as many squares as the one number within that rectangle.
1: Is it the one where you're drawing a line and you have to turn left at certain points and not turn at certain points? No, so this has
2: predefined so on this grid of squares there are predefined regions and those regions have a number and a mathematical operator. So this like set of three squares all adds up to 15, right? And you are putting uniquely in each row and column, the numbers one through n, where n is the number of spaces in that, like the, the, the cardinality of the KinKin puzzle, right? Because some of them are just five by five, some are seven by seven, some are nine by nine, that kind of thing, right? And, you know, so spaces that have two numbers can be division um, and subtraction. And then spaces that are mul- larger than that can be multiplication or addition, because you can have, you know, you can multiply Four numbers together, right? Whereas you can't divide four numbers in a meaningful sense exactly. Um and that's that's it. So you're doing a bunch of arithmetic to figure out the possible things and it's just sort of a logical dependency puzzle. This sounds awful.
1: Yeah, you probably would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like a picross because Picross is good. There's nothing there, and then later there's a picture there, and okay. that's fine. Well, I don't like a, a grid of numbers because there's a grid satisfying. of numbers, and then later there's a grid of numbers with more numbers in it. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, like, I find a crossword puzzle fun to do, but that is because it is, like, a – it is both a test of knowledge, but also just vocabulary and logic <laughs> and sort of, like, if you don't know, do you risk – putting some things in that you're not certain are real on the off chance that they will let you figure out something else and then prove that your risk paid off versus like putting a thing in that you're not sure if it's true and it just fucks up all of your reasoning from then on out. Like I I can understand why the play of a crossword puzzle is interesting.
2: I especially like Sunday New York Times crossword puzzles where they all have like little weird things that are yeah going on.
1: i mean the sunday new york times crossword puzzle is like the easiest puzzle in a given mit mystery hunt right, right. so it's like just enough of that same flavor of engagement that it, it, you know it tickles that, it tickles that particular fancy that bone. aha
2: moment i think is what I, so that uh, coming back to this rita's pearl thing like that aha moment is i feel like what i really crave out <clears throat> of solving these puzzles and there is no aha moment in 99% of those little because
1: you're if you only got one try
0: instead of just figuring
1: if it out. you only got yeah. one try and it deleted the app yeah <laughs> if you did right <laughs> sure. then you would have to You'd- you would have to solve it yeah, but that's – nobody I, wants when that. And when I
2: look at it and I, like, sort of intuit what the answer should be and then I get it right on the first try, like, that – there's a little bit of, like, okay, yeah, I was sort of right. But I you also could have just there. been wrong. And, I like, it's there's a lot of, like, luck in that kind of situation, too.
1: And there's very little difference between – guessing wrong and guessing right except when you guess right you get to go on to the next thing and when you guess wrong you just don't but you've watched approximately the same process occur Uh, I guess I could imagine it just from a tactile point of view being more satisfying like if there was like a musical component to it and Mm -hmm. when things that when the correct things were happening you got some harmony and when incorrect things were happening you got dissonance that you might be able to I don't know like convince your lizard brain that it was a better thing than than it was.
2: the The thing that about this that that is frustrating to me is like these are the kinds of puzzles that it's also potentially easy to have a computer generate. Yeah, and like the fact that they are just not as satisfying as as like authored, bespoke puzzles mm-hmm. is frustrating to me because I, I I would love to be able to come up with some really satisfying, interesting computer generated puzzle algorithms, right? Because that would be Awesome.
1: It seems like the right thing to do with that, though, is to write a generator, generate a thousand puzzles, mm-hmm. and then ship a game with the hundred that you've vetted as being the most interesting of the ones that were generated.
2: When when Riff and I came up with the chess puzzles, we we did those by hand, and that was kind of interesting. Like
0: mm-hmm. they weren't hard either, because I mean, yeah, at least I based, I don't know how you generate them, but I did them by basically just working backwards and then throwing in a couple branches Yeah, i don't remember was it,
1: is this an actual kind of chess puzzle or did we invent this I
0: don't i'd know. never seen it before
1: so i mean essentially what what uh, unless i'm misremembering this this was a kind of puzzle where there's a chessboard and you start out as a piece that is white and you are allowed to make valid moves, but when you capture a black piece, you become that piece.
0: Mm-hmm. And I believe that it was every move had to be a capture, also.
1: Yes. Right, and your and you goal to capture- was to capture the queen, or your goal was to capture every piece on the there board.
0: There was multiple. There were multiple goals. Yeah, you, you had you. There was there was the one goal that was to get the king, I think, and then the other mm-hmm. goal was to get everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so there were just multiple. There were like good and, a and long
1: there yeah. were good and okay. I so that's a thing where I can imagine writing a computer program to generate puzzles for that. Right. But right. a lot of them would just be like real dumb, right? Because you could do one where it's like rook, 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 rook king, <laughs> just all in a row, right. and it's like that's a valid puzzle. But like, <laughs> f- fuck you, guy who put that in front of me. Like, huh. So yeah we then, had to do something think, with that.
2: I think when we did it, we then swapped the puzzles that we'd written we we test solved them all and rated them so that we could put them in a progression from easier mm-hmm. to harder in the in the game.
1: I bet I you could also algorithmically determine how hard they were by just how many valid moves are there, right because you wouldn't mm. you you really probably wouldn't generate the line of rooks with a king at the end because you would want <laughs> you would want there to be a choice to make right. at each <laughs> juncture. <laughs> Sure. Right. And then the number of branches at which there were three choices would be an indication of the difficulty. And th- well, really, that would just be an expression of the difficulty, not right. not an indication. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty good puzzle.
2: Yeah, this is cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's make let's make an iOS app. <laughs> people, people already us. did. Cirrus already made an iOS app that was those chess puzzles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should steal it from him and sell it for a dollar. <laughs> You guys, we can if make only nine dollars.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I played, uh, I, I I finally listened to, to dudes and you, Riff, and I got Soul Forge on the iPad. Oh, and I actually like it a lot. Yay. Playing it on the iPad where it is actually plausible to look at the cards and what they do. Oh, yeah. You and gotta have that. <laughs> also, you describing to me how the leveling works made that make a lot more sense Mm. although i have to say i don't there are some cards in the like expansion that they released that seem to give you extra draws which i don't understand how that works Uh, at all does that make you level
0: faster there are i i'm The, the two things, the two mechanics that I can think of that I've seen that, that sound like what you might be talking about is there are cards that let you play extra cards on your turn from your hand of five. And there are cards that, um, that give you bonus discards, kind of. It's like, okay, so. In this game, you draw two cards, You draw five cards, and you play two cards, and those two cards level up and go into your deck. There are cards in the expansion that let you pick one of the cards in your hand, one or more cards in your hand, and get
1: a leveled up version of it without right, using it. without actually that playing. didn't seem yeah. to be how this thing read to me. It really, literally, just said like, draw one card.
0: Okay, maybe that just gives you a hand of six for that turn, then. Although that seems Mm. like a waste because you're using a card to get another card.
1: Well, it's a creature that when you play it, it does that. Oh well, that makes sense then. Okay. I mean, I guess yeah. You're playing that creature, and then you get another option. Yeah, yeah. It's Kevin. You should try Soulforge. This game. It's actually pretty. I ended up just giving them ten dollars and just buying ten dollars worth of like the shit that you can only get one of. In a lifetime,
0: that's what I did. Well, it's like a thing. Like,
1: here's just a much better. Like, here's a booster pack that's guaranteed to have some awesome shit in it, Mm -hmm. but you can only buy one of these ever. Which you know that's clever.
2: Oh, so
1: it's premium content, but they limit it.
2: Yeah, well, I mean,
1: and it's sort of like I mean, it's it's pretty clever actually. Like,
2: it's like it's a way to try to be more balanced and ethical.
1: What's like? It's like front loading a lot of the. Yeah, paid away. Right, a, gives you gives you a GDP? little bit. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. it's it's like Hearthstone in the okay. in its. It gives you a little I bit. I played of against a head
0: start on your collection. Yeah.
1: I played against one other real opponent and just absolutely got my shit handed to me. <laughs>
0: well, I I haven't braved to. Uh, to play a real opponent yet i'm up to the second of three ais (laughs) yeah i've been
1: been, i can regularly beat i've never gotten beaten by the normal ai with the it could be that i just made a really really good deck (laughs) i have this kind of problem where i don't understand how you can tell from looking at a card what faction it is
0: uh it's the colors it might be that the red ones and the green ones are a little too similar for you
1: but what part of the card is colored?
0: The the border. It's like in math. They
1: all have this just crazy filigreed gold border on them that takes up all of the space and should be expressive, but is in fact uh, just the same thing on every fucking card.
0: I would have to look at it. I don't have my iPad in the room.
1: Like, whenever I get new cards in this, I'm like, oh, this seems cool. I wonder if I can use this in my deck. And then I have to go into the deck editor and filter by faction Wow. to figure out what faction it is. At, at so this is this is not useful weird. to play
2: on the phone. No, and I don't have an iPad. Is it just my girlfriend
1: has an iPad? True. You could also play it on mine if you really wanted to. Might um, be
0: there might be like a laptop app. You might be able to have. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. I, I I
1: would almost rather play this on a PC because this is a thing that I would do. I would play it like I played Hearthstone when I was playing Hearthstone, like just in between, you know, in like like ah, I can't really work for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Can I, <laughs> I can't work. For I like it. Can't work for five minutes.
0: It's really kind in the uh like a- acquisition of new cards too, because it has the it gives you the three quests every day, which are I think they're like log in, um, win a game, and win three games, and yeah, and it counts if you're playing against AI. And generally speaking, like every time, and well, every time you finish one of those quests, you get some gold and either a card or a whole booster pack.
1: Oh, so, well, I've never gotten a whole booster pack, but it gives you enough gold every day to buy a booster pack yeah, if you play three much, games. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, which is it does seem like crazy generous with the basic stuff. I mean, also, you know, I just I gave him ten dollars and I just bought like I have half of that premium currency left or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean i don't know that i'm gonna get like into it because i don't
0: yeah same i mean i've already pretty much stopped playing it but i i'm I'm i've kept it on the ipad as something that i intend to go back to now
1: when i was 17 i bought some very cool cards uh i just like, I could not imagine anything better than just like sitting and going through stacks of magic cards mm-hmm. and making yeah. decks and imagining like, Oh, when would I use this? Oh, I'm going to make a deck centered around this. And then I'll play like a game or two with them. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go make another deck. Like I, <laughs> and yeah. now it is so hard for me to imagine like spending enough time with any one thing to get that level of familiarity with it mm. that would be required to feel like I had even like a baseline competence in building a deck hearthstone is a little more approachable in that regard because there are so few
0: well there's a lot of monsters in hearthstone that aren't anything except numbers and maybe taunt
1: right and there are a lot of those in soulforge too
0: there are a few not nearly i don't know i don't know what it is about ones that like get a power at level three yeah
1: i don't know what it is about soulforge that makes it kind of intimidating to me The idea of building a deck is kind of intimidating in the same way that, like, I find that super, super intimidating in Netrunner. Like, Mm -hmm. just not having any fucking clue whether this deck is going to be worth a shit or not. Why do you feel
2: like Hearthstone is better in that regard?
1: I don't know. I mean, I honestly kind of think that I don't. The only time that I've ever really had any luck playing Hearthstone is when I just look up a deck online huh. and construct a deck that somebody else has come up with and I don't I can't tell you why that deck is better than the deck that I made that loses 90% of the time now like when nobody knew how to play Hearthstone I was having a great time playing mm-hmm. Hearthstone with the cards that I picked and I was winning enough of the time that it was really satisfying but like it eventually got to the point where it's like oh well this is no longer the first week of this Blizzard game so I am just the worst person in the world at this I and want, it's just dissatisfying. I want that first week lose of Blizzard lose
2: lose. game to last forever, because th- those are the best weeks. There's yeah. gotta be like,
1: there's got to be a matchmaking system that would work for that. Like, I, I just, uh I don't know. I mean, part of me worries that any matchmaking system that yields 50% win, 50% loss to everybody, even if it's behaving perfectly, winning exactly half of your games is not fun. Right. Yeah. So it's, the perfect system is doomed.
2: What you want is a game where it's close enough that the computer can fudge the end and you both think you won. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shit. Why is that not a thing?
1: Uh, well.
2: What? No, seriously. Like, playing a human human opponent for 96% of the game and the computer takes over the, for the last
1: 4%. And just throws every game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, why is that a bad thing well it's probably not i guess i mean in the same way that the like john Stuart mill handjob machine is (laughs) probably the best possible outcome for humanity but like
2: (laughs) for half of humanity well
1: sure (laughs) (laughs) so i played i played a couple hours of watchdogs and
2: this is the game that I have like it been is. most
1: excited about
2: and anticipating for a year.
1: All I am seeing is extremely disappointed reactions to oh. it from everywhere. Did I, you get
2: companion app? No, there's like, a, but that's not just exactly a companion app. That's like a weird like, yeah, it's fuck with it's, it's game somehow.
0: App. I think, yeah, I don't yeah, know mm. exactly how. But it well, also no, I, like a live map of the game and stuff.
1: I did not. It's funny that you're a guy that's just running around constantly looking at your phone. Like right. that's that's kind <laughs> Um, I, this game every once in a while, and it is usually when I am playing a third person triple A game, this game makes me feel like I need to just like find an ice flow and just drift away Uh, because as a human being, (laughs) I have no idea what the fuck is going on at any point. Huh? Like so I, pl- I, I, I start playing the game and it, I'm glad to know that other people at least have this complaint that I have about this game, which is that playing it on the PC with keyboard and mouse is f- just fucking terrible. Like, in order to, like, you possess a security camera and in order to sweep the entire arc of the security camera's available range of motion, you like, Move your mouse from the right side of the mouse pad to the left and then pick it up and then do it again and then pick it up and then do it again and then pick it up and then do it again and then pick it up and then do it again. Like six or seven entire mouse pads Can you not worth just of use movement. A and D? I don't think so. I don't think that that does anything when you're possessing a camera. Yeah. No, it. And I guess this is fixable via a configuration option and is apparently not a big deal if you're using a controller. So I could also just try to play it with a controller. With a
2: controller, you just hit to the right end and it just goes until it's done.
1: Yeah. I mean, with an analog, like an analog joystick Mm -hmm. is just a different thing, right? Because you move it slowly by moving it a little bit. A mouse, if, um, I mean, if you let mouse acceleration work, I mean, that's like, this is a solved problem. Like Microsoft figured out how to make a mouse feel good. In 1991, and it's fine, right? The John you know, Stuart
2: Mill mouse. It was
1: machine. It was probably <laughs> Apple that did it. It was probably Xerox Park, and then yeah. it was stolen by Apple, and right. then it was stolen by Microsoft. But
2: and now we're going
1: to in it. Telepoint. IntelliPoint was to me the sort of watershed moment in when a mouse was good, right? Like once you were using my, the Microsoft. That was a single word.
2: Mouse. IntelliPoint. Yeah. Okay.
1: Anyway, so I played through the tutorial and it's like it teaches you how the controls work and stuff. And it's, it's awkward. And like I have the same problem with this that I have with every. Did you not try to play it with a controller? I didn't. No. Okay. With every cover based I, I, unplugged Uh, my controller and hid it from myself so that I wouldn't be tempted to play any more fucking Dark Souls 2. I kept going back to it and getting angry at myself. (laughs) And so I was like, all right, I'm just getting rid of this controller. I'm going to put this in a place where I don't see it. Anyway. (laughs) So the controls are super awkward on keyboard and mouse. And I I have the same problem that I have with, like, every fucking third-person game is the problem, right? Like, get behind cover. Okay, now what is fucking... Anything. I want my guy <laughs> to like move left. Okay, move left. Well, he just stops because you can't move left out of cover unless you hit this other button. Is that jump to new cover or is that d- leave cover? And no matter what it is, it's the thing that gets me fucking shot in the face. Like, whatever thing I try <laughs> is the thing that's like, hey, enemies, what's up? Shoot me in my fucking face. Here I am. Like, I, for whatever reason, why do you I, have to
2: be so violent? Why can't you just play the game like a normal Chicago citizen?
1: I fi- I was trying to um, I was trying to play it non-violently, and I think you know apparently you can. Like Bennett Foddy was talking on Twitter today about like it not being super dissatisfying to try to play it without killing anyone. The times when I've been instructed to kill somebody, it has been so hard for me to understand. Like I'm pretty sure that the way that you shoot a gun in this game is to. Have a gun somewhere on the screen in the UI that I don't know what, I don't know where it is exactly. Like, I don't know what part of the screen is. This is the thing that you're going to use if you hold down the right mouse button and then move and then click the left mouse button while you're doing it, because I think that's how you shoot. I think you hold down the right mouse button to go into maybe I'm going to shoot a dude mode (laughs) and then move the reticle and then click the left mouse button while you're holding down the right mouse button to shoot okay i think and i was like well maybe i just won't shoot any guns in
2: this
1: (laughs) so then you eventually get back to your like safe house which is just like a like the shitty hotel from breaking bad and it's like it gives you a mission indicator that's like look around until you learn about a crime. And so you like kind of scan people and it gives you details about them and some of them inside your hotel room? No, you're in this the hotel, like you're you're in the like courtyard and and, you know, balconies of this hotel. And you're just like surrounded by This is still
2: part of a part of a like tutorials.
1: And eh, no, I th- I don't think so. I mean, I think it's I think it's like the world opens up at this point. Like you get back to your hideout, you've got a story mission, but now you can just go wherever and start actually it's, engaging Now sandbox with mode the, is engaged. Yeah, yeah, like you can start you can do the things where it's like you do the Far Cry 3 style like hack this tower and it reveals a bunch of points of interest near this tower. Um anyway, it's like find a dude and learn about a crime and then go stop the crime. It's like oh, okay. So, you you just like scan over people, procedurally generated dirt bags, right? Like it just tells you horrible things about everybody that you're looking at. Sometimes they're not horrible. Sometimes it's like, you know, he supports gay rights or whatever. It's "Ah, okay, cool. But then sometimes it's like, he, you know, like, like, beats up gay rights activists and masturbates on them. Like, oh, okay. Glad I know this about this person. who found
2: out those two people are in the same room. Yeah, and
1: then they're buddies, right? And it's like, that's weird. Why are they friends? But sometimes you can hold down a button and steal money from them, but you don't get the money until later when you go to an ATM. Um, Because you're just stealing. And you can get get a perk that makes everyone you encounter richer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) By just giving them more money to steal. Um, Anyway, so... Uh, that was sort of funny, because why aren't, if you can do this, why are you doing anything else? Like, why don't you just solve world poverty by leveling oh up and putting all of your points into this? <laughs> like, just make everyone around you richer. Um So it says, find a crime, I guess. And you find a guy, and then it's like, whoa, crime. I think maybe you overhear a text message conversation, um, I'm about to do some crime. So then I'm like, okay, what crime? What the fuck? I mom. don't understand. Like, yeah, like, lol. Let's do it. Lol. I'm like, uh, okay. And then it puts a thing on the map that's like, this is where a crime might happen. And so then you go there. That's also what my mom would say. <laughs> and it takes a long time to get there. Unless you get in a car, I guess, which you can do, but then you go too fast and you miss a road and then you just end up upside down in some rocks. This is, this is
2: like you using a GPS. It takes a long time.
1: (laughs) I I know. It's awful. Um, the map isn't north up, so I'm constantly lost. Yeah. Um, come on. You're so not as like, lost as I am in that situation, but you also agree with me that that's how a fucking a minimap map should, just should work. be north that's, up A minimap should just be terrible. fucking north up at the very least it should have an option that yes, you can tell yes. it to be north up and not like my GPS in my car where this can be north up, but once you 're going 50. It is just a map of Of the the entire state. state. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it zooms out relative to your speed, but it has such a hair trigger that it's like, oh, you're going 500 miles an hour? I guess you're going to want to know, like, where the state borders are so that the jet plane speed limits change. And you're aware of this. Maybe,
2: Maybe this is a GPS meant for air traffic, actually. Oh,
1: right. Yeah. Huh. So... You go to the region on the map where it's like, there's a crime something. Yeah. And you find, you start scanning people and it starts telling you, I guess, what their percentage chance of being a victim of a crime is, or their percentage chance of, of being a perpetrator. committing a crime. And you have to, like, hide from the person in this range that is the criminal, even though you don't know which person that is. And so then what happens is you get you go to the mission area and then it's like oh mission failed he saw you like who saw me like what just happened oh well i guess i'll go spend another five minutes scanning people until i detect another crime and then spend another five minutes crashing cars on the way to this crime so that that can happen again can you then i'll just save right before the failure point i don't know that you can save on purpose in this game Hmm. i don't think i don't know that it has a quick save um, I, I eventually got a crime to happen, and then it just pops up a thing. Fucking all it says is, intervene. This is the instruction that the video games do. Intervene. I'm like, ah, ah. And so I run up, and the guy jumps in a car and drives off, and I fail the mission. But that was like, totally an intervention. Yeah. Maybe he, I don't know. Maybe the crime he was- already, He had already like, gotten- Maybe gotten running car. up to a guy and pretending- like running up to a guy like you're gonna kill him is the crime in this city oh, and that's weird. the one that I was supposed to and so interrupting him at that point I was like oh no, it's no. done
0: but then you are committing <laughs> oh
1: no yeah
0: so maybe what it wanted you to do was get his friends and family together and stage an intervention was it that or is it uh,
2: get a friends and family plan started <laughs> because it's all about cell phones it's actually this is a game written by cell phones <laughs> to try to get you to get more cell phones out into the world
1: I went to another collectible thing, because it was, like, on the map, it just says, earn XP. <laughs> okay. So, I went to it, and it's a picture of a credit card floating above a train. And I clicked on that, and then it was like, go hack these six things. You have two minutes. And it took me, like, a minute and 45 seconds to get to one of them. <laughs> so, I was like, ah, I don't- what? I don't think I can do this. Did you hack it's, the first thing? I did, yeah. And the counter didn't... No, it didn't reset. It doesn't reset the... Like, it's really like you're just supposed to be good enough at video games to get to these things in this amount of time, and huh. I just... it's. I'm sure that I could get good at moving around in the world, right? Because it's not like I've never played a modern third-person game. I don't have the innate vocabulary that I do with like a non difficult first-person shooter, right? I mean, like, I feel like in Far Cry 3, which was very similar to this, and even in, like, uh you know, I guess uh, Red Faction Gorilla's third person, but just didn't... It wasn't as just clumsy and as difficult as this. Like, you could go and just accomplish some stuff, whereas maybe there are some easy missions in Watch Dogs that I'm just not finding. Maybe there are categories of missions mm. that are comprehensible, but... I, I went to one of these points of interest and it's just like, all right, go kill this guy. It's like, I don't want to kill that guy. I don't want to go kill this guy. So I was like, all right, I guess that's a type of mission that I just don't want to do. Cause like, right. maybe somewhere in the thousand pieces of text on the screen at any moment is an explanation of why this guy deserves to get killed. But like, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. Hmm. It's not. It's not fictionalized enough for me to be okay with just indiscriminately killing people. Was Vice
2: City a game
1: that you played where you killed people? Yeah. Cause that's like nobody had, nobody was realistic. And also it was like San Andreas was not right because like gang violence in LA is real in a way that Goodfellas is a movie. Mm. Right. And whereas Vice City was just fictionalized miami gangsters right like things that are like oh no this guy's this guy just like he's a guy that's running over people and they look like real people and they scream like real people as opposed to just like being a like nine polygon ragdoll that flies up in the air
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know i don't know i want to play it some more i guess i'd like to not i would like to achieve at least a level of competence with it that does not make me feel like somebody's fucking grandma (laughs) but i don't i
2: mean you're not a grandma because you downloaded the game and this game is clearly not for grandmas no
1: that's true and i mean i keep going back to the like i'm pretty good at spelunky and that's real hard right (laughs) but it's but it's you know it's hard in a way that my 1987 video game skills are brought to bear on it and that's depressing you maybe a controller would be a good yeah
2: good way to try it in a different light yeah i mean it was definitely a game that was built with consoles as their primary target in mind
1: i do think that a lot of it is going to run afoul of my kind of inability to comprehend 3d spaces hmm. because of the because of that the republic problem of like and i get it right you hack a camera and you don't want that process to take five seconds where the camera moves. Mm-hmm. So it transitions so fast that I no longer have any idea which direction I'm facing relative to where I am or where mm-hmm. I was looking before. And so it's like, uh, God, this is, just, this is just this is like this crazy abstract space that it's not crazy and abstract to people with normal mm-hmm. spatial skills. But to me, it's like I don't have any of the objections that. Everybody else seems to have, to the game, uh, I don't know what they are, but I assume they're not, this game is so hard that I literally could not accomplish anything, because <laughs> that I would have noticed if people were saying that. Anyway.
2: Video games.
1: Video games. Anything in the news catch you gentlemen's eye?
2: Uh The only thing that I saw... Uh, which I feel like opens up a, a bit of a broader discussion is um, I saw that uh, the Cry engine, the, you know, the, the games that they've made Crysis and... Far Cry. Far Cry and everything that has cry babies.
1: Starring Johnny Depp.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so now they are licensing that. I would play uh, the hell out uh, of that game. <laughs> they're licensing that out for like 10 bucks a month. Um, and so this is now
1: joined the Unreal... I mean, is it 10 bucks a month plus five percent of your take that is something i did forever. not
2: i didn't i didn't like read any press release about this i just noticed today that it was an option on steam
1: would have been such a dick move for them to say all right it's 10 bucks a month 10 bucks a month and we'll Plus take four percent yeah. of the money that your game earns <laughs> um
2: you know I, like the fact that it is available on steam implies that they are trying to license it to individuals and not necessarily just companies right like they're not they're like trying to get people interested in mods maybe or whatever in a way that unreal isn't necessarily targeting that system you know
1: it's a weird bet i mean because licensing those engines was like a million dollars right it used to be Bef- yeah it used so to be on was the like, order
2: of like a million bucks
1: it's it's super weird that it's weird that software is an environment in which Now a thing costs a million dollars. Next week it costs ten dollars a month. Right? (laughs) uh, Yeah.
2: Well, but like their customer, like those are totally different customers, right? Because like that was a two hundred person team licensing something that they were going to be using for two years.
0: Maybe they're and then maybe they're betting that that these hundreds of people and millions of dollars AAA games are about to crash, and then you start recording indies
2: it's well it's it's partially that kind of thing, but it's also partially like, oh shit, more and more games are being made out of unity, mm-hmm. which isn't nearly as good as our engine, but eventually it's gonna like catch up in some way or another, so if we don't release our engine now and get people up to speed using it and like excited about it, that we've just lost all of those people, you know
1: I'm not really sure how to feel about it i like. Because this is the question that I ask myself, like, would Gone Home have been a better game in the Cry Engine? Like, I don't think so. You know, would, would Counterfeit Monkey have been a better game <laughs> in Cry Engine? Like, I in don't... In some ways, yes. <clears throat> like, I don't know... That would know. be
2: amazing if you had to, like, come up with visual representations of everything that it was possible to make, like... That would be
1: incredible. Oh, like scribblenauts? <laughs> sure, so good. Um, I, it is though, right? Like scribblenauts is amazing. Yeah, I mean i I don't think that anything bad happens as a result of these tools becoming more democratized, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not really possible for this to result in the world getting worse. I don't think, but.
2: Somebody uses it to overthrow a democratic <laughs> regime.
1: I mean, I would rather play a good text adventure than an uninspired, mediocre first-person shooter, no matter how many polygons it was capable of supporting, and you not, no matter I, how mip-mapped.
2: You are not a usual customer, though. Sure. Yeah.
1: But I'm, nevertheless, landlocked in my own perspective. Okay. By by dint of my mortal manhood. I <laughs> There are a bunch of people
2: who just won't look at a game if it's text only or won't look at a game sure. if it's low polygon or sure, whatever. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah. So I mean, and I the thing is, I, I just don't I'm not going to be interested in the kind of games that those people are going to be interested in. I guess I'm happy that people I don't care about can make money selling shit I don't care about to other people I don't care about <laughs> more readily now. But it's, I don't know that I feel like it's going to have a significant impact on whether there are better works of art made in the media. Okay, Here, you know? here's
2: a thing. Uh, here's a question. Like, the movies that were made in the 80s, if you look back on them, you can objectively see that they're, they just have not aged as well, visually, right? Like, that's the special effects are sort of hokey and like you can see the, you can see the strings a lot, right? Um, there is something that comes with having better tools and more people that are familiar with those tools that just
1: sort of raises the whole bar for everything, right? Like I would agree with you if there had been A single, like, fun family action movie in the last ten years that was as good as The Goonies. Like, I think that the tech (laughs) and whether or not you can see the strings is so irrelevant in in the, the ways that I care about, you know? But I wonder whether that's you being. It probably is an asshole.
2: No, not an asshole, but Old like fat. you being.
1: Are you calling me fat? Yes,
2: you being fat. I wonder if that is you being fat.
1: <laughs> Headed.
2: No, w- whether that's you being an adult and not being as enthralled with things as you were when you were a kid, right? Like. Yeah, because I, you know, Hunger Games might be that movie for a lot of kids, right?
1: Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I, I try to approach... The, I mean, you know, which is, this is why I go see so many dumb movies, is because I want to have my heart open that, like...
2: Well, you liked the you Avatar know, The Last Airbender.
1: I enjoyed watching it. I don't... You, you don't know, and I mean, that would have been a thing that, as a kid, I would have been like, okay, that was fun to watch. And, I mean, maybe that's what we play in the schoolyard for a couple weeks after that. But, like, I don't...
2: Because, <clears throat> like, Harry Potter isn't something... That you consider to be... No,
1: it is, I guess. I mean, I... They're books, though, right? So...
2: Just like the Goonies. Mm Mm-hmm. And after the movie, novelization doesn't count.
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) That was a pretty good book, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was. I read that probably a hundred times. I just read it over and over and over again sometimes multiple times a day. Mm. Multiple times a day. It's it's short, you know. It's a, wow. just, it's a novelization of a movie. It's it was so good. It was such a good story. Huh. Yeah. Anyway,
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think of. So it's not. It's like a little more adult than Goonies, but like Chronicle is a super cool.
1: Oh, uh, so one where the kids become tele- telekinetic. Telekinetic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. Like that's. I guess it's not a romp. Sure. Like I mean, I
1: I thought that Super Eight would have probably been. Ah, yeah. That would have been a thing that I was super into. Yeah. It would have been super into,
2: although yeah. it was styled. Like it was in the eighties.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah, I guess it was, it was really playing into that. So anyway, what, like,
2: anyway? I just feel like, I feel like the, it is possible that, that a more people having access to these tools and making things and being familiar with them when they potentially are looking for a job or whatever. And like, just having more stuff available is going to make everything better so that there will be another gone home, but it will be more sort of better rendered, which just makes you that much more immersed in it.
1: Right. I do feel weird about another 5% being pulled off of the top of, you know, the however many percent your payment processor takes the however many percent your, you know, steam takes whatever, like, or the app store. I mean it's just like uh like it's somewhat stuff that
2: you don't have to do though. Like having to make an engine yeah, is impossible.
1: Right, but making a game in Unity is not
2: But it's you also know, it just
1: has features that Unity doesn't have. I Unity is a bunch of upfront costs but potentially. It's, but it's a fixed and reasonable cost. I mean it's like a thousand bucks. Right. It depends I on mean, how many assets you buy in the asset store and it depends on Oh, well that's I mean those things are not free with but Unreal those
2: engine. things are probably built in. A lot of those yeah. things are probably built into the CryEngine.
1: A lot of the assets are either, like, art that people have made oh, yeah. or middleware for doing specific things. that, Like that, you know, maybe there is something that's the equivalent of Sector that's just built into CryEngine. There probably is, right? I mean, that like, probably streaming a larger world... Data and textures and stuff in is just a core part of the engine and not a thing that you have to buy some middleware for, but uh, yeah, i you know I'm sure that some great shit will happen as a result of this, but I'm not really sure I, don't know why I, said that.
2: <laughs> I i'm I'm really kind of curious to see what's gonna happen five years from now after these tools have been around for a while, people have had access to them. Did anybody actually make anything awesome or gone home too? Was, yeah, the, the gun homining
1: uh, Now with functional mirrors. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Hey, this assignment, Transistor. Yeah. How'd you feel about it, Riff?
0: I liked it. I, I played it for probably between 45 minutes to an hour and then decided that I liked it enough that I wanted to hold off until the Mac version came out so I could play it for real.
1: What do you mean for real? How are you not playing it for real?
0: My problem playing on the Windows partition on my computer is very similar to the problem you have playing on the PS3, where every time I go to do that, it takes a half an hour while Windows decides it's time to install or upgrade a bunch of shit that I didn't ask for authorized. Which yeah, includes but you were... two reboots that I have to sit there and monitor; otherwise, it will go back to the Mac partition. But and you just... were
1: playing it; you could have just kept uh, playing it.
0: Yeah. Once... Well, without I, I, I empathize ever with you until you say that you already have <laughs> played the game. Oh, uh, riff. No, I, I I I like it, and I want to play it on Mac because as soon as I start You're playing on to spoil Windows, everything for you now. I'm not interested in playing a game anymore. By the time I get the game going.
1: Hmm. Uh. I am, um, I got it the day that it came out and then I just played it all the way through more or less in a sitting. I think I went to lunch in the middle of <laughs> yeah. it, but, um,
2: it took me three separate play sessions to get through it.
1: It also took you twice as long play time to yep. beat it as it did me. And is, I don't really that understand is weird. that.
2: Did you, every time that you were given the option to do the optional, stuff. Did you do that stuff?
1: I didn't always do all of it. I Okay, I always did all of it. I eventually went back and did all of it, but if I tried one of the optional challenges a couple times and couldn't get it, I just went back to story stuff. I was like, you know what, I'll... What I... I thought... I never know how to start talking about stuff like this because I like I feel like we don't need to explain to the audience what this game is or how it works. I, I think I mean, it, we
2: it's a we it, so transistor got some is a game.
0: Interesting mechanics in it.
2: It's by the people who made Bastion. It is which, which I it, did not like, which gives it a context, right? Like I I liked Bastion, but I was not blown away by it. I, there were parts of Bastion that I thought were awesome. Like I like the aesthetics the of Bastion.
1: I listened to the soundtrack like. Multiple times a day. Yeah, the audio in Bastion is amazing. But I felt that the gameplay in Bastion was just kind of boring and not. I was just uninspired. Like there, there. I
2: didn't really care about the gameplay,
1: and that was sort of all there was, right? Like the. I mean, there was an
2: interesting narrative that 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 compelled me through most of the game. I think. Yeah.
1: Boy, I I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't slog through the fights in that. Whereas this. I don't, I don't, I neither understand nor give a shit about the narrative of what's going on in Transistor. Like, maybe they're all in a computer simulation. I guess that would kind of make sense. It ends in the only possible way for a good story to end, so you'd think that I would like it. But, <laughs> spoiler alert, Riff. Um <laughs> But, it, the way that Transistor presents its world is so abstract and as to almost be meaningless and weird as to yeah as to effectively be meaningless and the thing is i didn't i didn't respond to that by saying well fuck this it doesn't have a good story i responded to it by saying oh good like the story is just meaningless so i don't have to care about that like i can just play this (laughs) video game and i can like sort of appreciate the okay so like you don't know what the fuck is going on. Is this real? Is this inside a computer? Is this an actual city? Is this, like, this seems to be a city where things can just be replaced by software. Uh, it's a city where when people die, they have these souls that are weird floating cubes that can talk sometimes, but are also a cool sword move. Um, so, uh, but... Then there's like, oh, uh, this is a poster of you, and you're a pretty girl, and you used to be a famous singer, and you can, like, the same way as if I was in France and I had no idea what the fuck is going on because I don't speak French, Mm -hmm. I could go and I could see a poster of a pretty girl and I could think, ah, it's a poster of a pretty girl. I can appreciate that, free of any context, because I understand that that girl is pretty, that that is a poster. (laughs) I know that's not a real girl. Like, I shouldn't kiss it. And if it was a real girl, I probably shouldn't kiss it without some context for that. But, like, there are things in the, the environment. that Like, you go up to the computer and it's like, hey, pick what you want the weather to be like today. Voting is in. And so you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. The idea that people could vote for what the weather was. And it doesn't matter how it works. It doesn't matter if, like... Are we indoors? Is the whole city indoors? And the weather is just whether they turn on the sprinklers or the sun television in the sky. Who cares? It's like, oh, they get to pick the weather. That's cool. You vote on the weather.
2: I was was really sort of excited by the notion that this game was hyper-connected to the internet and that the results on the surveys and stuff like that was actually being updated live. Oh, is that true?
1: No. It's not.
2: Not a, okay. Not even a little bit.
1: And the little ghosty guys, you wanted to be other people like in yeah. Dark Souls. But yeah. they were, <clears throat> to me, it seemed like just overwhelmingly clear that what those were was the breadcrumbs telling you where to go. Because yeah. all of those ghosts are always going to the next place that you need They're to go. They're
2: not, though.
1: They just are. <laughs> like... I, they're maybe not going to the next place that you want to go because you want to go somewhere weird. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I spent. I, I basically walked around the edge of every room. Yeah, trying to trying to make well, sure that I went. The ghosts missed were anything. not
1: doing that. No. To be fair, um, there's not a lot to discover in the game. In there's general, almost
2: no exploration. Like,
1: yeah, there's there's not. There's a
2: handful of like OVC terminals off the beaten path.
1: In terms of the overall structure of the flow through the game, you basically don't have any decisions to make, right? You go from – there are some optional combats because there are some terminals that you can activate or not, and when you leave them, it spawns a combat. And I thought – because the first two terminals do that, I thought, oh – That's kind of cool. So you can get some backstory. So like, instead of like, here's a fight and your reward is backstory, they've got this mechanism (laughs) where like, here's some backstory and your punishment is a fight.
2: (laughs) Except that you also, that's also XP to level
0: up. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Sure. Because you want fights because you want to engage with the part of this game that's like super fucking good. Yeah. Um, but, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I am okay with just like an out of context motorcycle ride. You know, it's like, oh, this is the part of the story where she was on a motorcycle, <laughs> like, and okay, then
2: a, and then a boat, and then later a, a weird cloud. hover jumper
1: thing. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I I wonder how the guys that made this game are responding to criticisms of the abstractness of like actual criticism
2: story. i feel like that there the, i have seen more just pr- praise yeah than i have like
1: well i mean we hang out with guys that hate everything so that that's one way of exposing ourselves to well okay but reading that... Re- so so there was that quarter to three review of it which was pretty scathing mm-hmm. and while i agree with some of the stuff that he had to say like as engaging as I thought the combat stuff in this game was, I spent a lot of my time really angry while I was playing it huh. until I arrived at a build that made me not angry
2: anymore. I spent a lot of time bored and I I feel like maybe that was my fault for finding a combination relatively early on that, that could beat any combination of foes more or less but just took a long time you're you're hmm.
1: you saying that what you did a lot of the time was you had an attack that had the thing on it the modifier on it that would turn the enemy over to your side yeah and that you would just do that to every enemy yep why because like then you don't get attacked and then it at- right but you also can't make any progress and then well, you no, complain that attacking, too attacking
2: them does take away their take away some hit points oh
1: does it yeah so it, like it you do I life. thought you couldn't hurt them while they were. I just well, you never can't hurt used... them while they're
2: your friends. But you you hurt them, and, and at the same become... time, yeah. it turns them into your friend. Oh, my and God. at the same time, I also had the life steal, oh, on there, so it would God. heal me because they had been hit. And so you just you attack, you wait out the turn. You like the it lasted just as long as your your turn delay. So you would wait until that came out, and then you would attack them again. And then at the very end, you would turn them into your friend again, right? Like. But you can't...
1: It's like you sought out the most tedious way to play and then complained that the gameplay was tedious. It's like, the
2: safest way to play. It's the surest yeah, way to, like,
1: end every combat in what's, your favor. But your goal is, like, your goal is not to save Cloud Bank. Your goal is to have fun playing a video game,
2: right? Is it fun like, to? Is it fun to lose all of your abilities every time you get... No,
1: no, hit? I don't like that at all. I did not... I appreciate what they were going for. Right? Like, I appreciate them.
2: They had the, the a crazy, like, dual carrot and stick system for trying to get you to try a bunch of different stuff in different slots. Right? Like... Which I yeah, appreciated the, the carrot. I The really story... Like the is stick. the
1: carrot the story stuff? The carrot is the story oh, stuff. God, who cares? Like, I did. I really wanted to read you? All
2: that. Yeah, I, I have unlocked everything that I've gotten like, access to. But
1: the thing is, like, I, if you say, all right, this is this person, and they have a name, but, like, that's probably not really a person, because... The only interaction that you have with them is their soul is apparently a grenade.
2: I mean, like, that's not true of every... Like, you, you get some of the... You get... Some of the, like, souls or whatever that you... The traces that you get are people that you interact with. Asher and Grant.
1: Is the idea that every time you destroy one of those, like, little weird flower things, that that's a person that got turned into, like, a weird mushroom by the I process? don't... That seemed
2: so. to be what I was I indicating. Get that, I didn't get that
1: vibe. Like, running through it again on New Game Plus, a lot of the stuff made more sense. Like, a lot of the story bits that were being fed out, it was like, ah, uh, okay. Uh, like, this at least has something else that it connects to instead of just being nonsense. Right. But, like, it's still, like, eh, I don't know. Is the ending like inception or is the ending like now we're both stuck in a jar, but at least we're together? I don't know. (laughs) And. Right. Like, because it seems like if what you saw in the ending is what things had been like for the guy in the sword the whole time, that he would have acted very differently. (laughs) Right. Like. Why would you be so stressed out if you lived in heaven? Why
2: and, are there's peri- there are like, those periods in the game where the sword is all weak? Just in the narrative sense. Yeah. Because that that didn't then, ever play
1: out. And then when you go back into the stupid he's beach fine. area, he's fine. And he mentions it, he's like, oh weird, what was going on there? I don't understand what was yeah. wrong with and then you go back outside, so uh, yep. fucked up again. Like if they uh, took your voice, did they just why for, can you yeah, hum yeah, anytime that, you want to? So I thought the humming was cool, except that... Okay, the way that I interpreted the humming mechanic to work. It was not even a mechanic, right? Like, there was just an extra audio track on every bit of music for the entire game that was just her humming along with it. And I thought that was fucking fantastic, mm. except that I just wish it had been a toggle so that you could turn that track on... And then like maybe it got interrupted if you got hit in a fight or whatever. And then there's an achievement for humming through an entire fight or something, right? Like just have it be a thing that you can engage with while you're playing the game as opposed to like I just want to sit here and hum. Yeah, why for five is there minutes. an
2: entire key devoted to flourishing with yeah, your sword? Yeah, That's exactly they what really
0: I was say
1: they really go out of their way to tell you about that a bunch of times.
2: What is the point?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like it's not even
2: yeah, I just don't
1: if it was like a thing that you could do to like increase a score multiplier by wasting some of your turn stuff or something like I want to know I want to know where all the shit came from it you know Tom chicks like sort of criticism of the story is like this is like the story in a fucking JRPG where you just don't care right like right. it's just battle but I would be totally fine with that. I I wish that this game was 10 times as big as it was, and there were quests that you could go on to kill different process things in different regions that had slightly different colored trees and shit, and each one of the powers had like 10 upgrade points that you could earn by just doing more of playing the game. Because if I don't care about a story, I'd rather not care about a bunch of story than not care about a little bit of story, (laughs) if it meant that I could engage with some satisfying... Progression mechanisms. The more, game is like you know?
2: so beautiful. The music is so yeah. good, and the systems, like the the conceit of the systems, with these these programs that you can install in, as active modifier or passive, and they all have different functionalities. Yeah, like or
0: Like every combination does something a little different.
1: Yeah, like that is so fascinating.
0: So strong. It's all of that, that is so strong. A lot
1: of them are just. They're not all, like, you know, quantum differences in the way that things behave, depending on where they are, right? Like, a lot of them are just standard RPG, like, plus five, whatever, when...
2: They don't give you the numbers, that necessarily, and no, you they don't do know that. Well, uh, they, they always do. Sort of.
1: I don't know how meaningful the numbers are. Yeah. <clears throat> you and I had very different experiences of the combat, because you... Were capable of using breach, and I wasn't. Like I could never. It seems like presenting the grid of dots to you while you're in turn is just the game fucking with you because nothing. It does sticks help you lines, to that
2: grid. It helps you line stuff up a little bit, but it's it is difficult to use that meaningfully.
1: I like br- the the problem that I had with breach is that you would go into turn and then. There would be these guys set up, and you would target one of them with Breach, and you would move the line until it highlighted, like, three enemies. And then you would let go of it, and it would fire it at some weird fucking angle that didn't hit those guys.
2: Did you not target the individual guys? Like, I I never targeted the ground with Breach. I always lined myself up so that I targeted a guy, and it would pass through another guy. Right?
1: Hmm. I mean, maybe that's what I should have done. I like it seems like the system is telling you, all right, if you breach here, it's going to hit these three guys that are highlighted. Right. But then when you let go of the button and it sets up the breach, it's not doing that.
2: They it's are fu- still after you disengage turn, they start moving. No, again, that's not so.
1: what happens. That That's not what I guess. I, you're right that that does happen, but that's okay. not what's causing this problem for me. As soon as you let go of the right click. It shows you where the breach is going to go, and it is not where you set it up. It is directly from you to the first enemy that it was going to hit in a straight line. Hmm. So if you weren't in the right place, no matter what the preview said it was going to do, it always just shoots it in the direction of the guy that you're aiming it at. So I was just like, fuck this. I'm not even going to try to use that. So I spent almost the entire game... Like... And the sword kind of makes fun of you every time you like kill a monster by just like backstab crashing six times. It's like, well, I guess that's one way to do it. Stupid. <laughs> it's the implication is that he says that you're stupid later. Um, and then when you get cull, it's like, well, crash and then cull, and everything is fucking dead. Crash and- cull
2: is a good combo. Yeah.
1: yeah, except that cull is high memory, so as soon as you get killed, it just takes that away from you. I, I I appreciate what they're trying to do by taking abilities away from you when you get killed instead of just ending the game.
2: Did you ever? Did you try putting um, whatever the life steal is on the call? No, because that would be a really good way. I don't of think so. Sure. Yourself.
1: Oh, because is the life steal proportionate to the amount of damage that the thing does? Mm-hmm. So it. I like that they're trying to get you to experiment with different builds, but I sort of wish that either they just wore out over time and you had to swap in new active abilities mm-hmm. or there were like regions in which specific active abilities didn't work so that you had to and that's what the swap. challenge
2: rooms are for. yeah
1: no and th- those are great and they teach you stuff about it yeah i i found it super weird and this very much felt like a compromise to me it felt like a thing that you wouldn't do on purpose you'd go into those challenge rooms and it would give you a level with an ability that you had never seen before yeah. and no ability to look at it to know and what it see did. what it did. And it was like, well You usually got to you
2: usually got to mess around with it before the room started, though, to see sort of at least whether it was an area of effect or a yeah, line attack.
1: Sort of, but I mean you don't That's not enough. That's not enough to really understand what it does. Right? The interface <laughs> yeah. for Moving your skills around was also ball so yeah, fucking terrible that took with a mouse.
0: It ages to figure out
1: it, like, and it should have been one screen where you just drag things yeah. into the slots. This game is again, it's just a fucking console game, and yeah,
2: it's optimized so that it can be played on every platform, right? Because this is like the the thing that Supergiant did amazingly well was port Bastion to every freaking possible yeah. thing. Like, they had it running as a browser game in Chrome. Like, yeah. that was freaking insane.
1: So. But still, it, j- that... There were some shortcuts. Like, there were some affordances for using the interface with a mouse that I eventually learned. Right? Like, you could... Double click on stuff on the bottom to unequip it instead of having to oh, like yeah, yeah huh. like, and like just in messing with it so much, just like begging it to not suck so bad, right, I was able to discover a handful of things that made it slightly easier to use, but i mean I, I, like. <sighs> Maybe it's a thing they will fix or maybe somebody will patch it in or whatever. Like, I get why. I get why it's like that because it's, you know, I can't even imagine playing that game with a controller, though.
2: It's. I imagine it's a little different, but it's not that different, right? Like, you move around and you... I found myself
1: very, very frustrated for the first really long time by... How it's like you go into turn, you set up some moves, you execute them, and then you just walk through molasses, getting shot in the back, accomplishing nothing until the timer is up, and then you can move again. And it wasn't until once you
0: get that, once you get the the jaunt, yeah, a jaunt, yeah, yeah, and I quite so bad, but
1: but the thing that the thing that is like a feels like a middle finger from that is that by making the space in between turns tolerable, you're sacrificing the passive ability to make that time shorter. Mm. Well, and that's the only thing that does that.
2: You also just put it on the, the help function so that you can have a dog that hits, hits twice as hard and mm-hmm. lasts twice as long.
1: I just fled from that as an active function because it was like, Yeah, makes another thing that you can control in turn. And I'm like, Oh, makes this into a fucking video game that I hate because you're controlling more than one dude. And you also can, once. you can also
2: have a, a, a passive, which splits that into two. Yeah. <laughs> so you're have two dogs.
1: One of the challenge rooms requires that. one of the challenge yeah. rooms sets oh, that, you up that, with the that roughest, the roughest yeah.
2: challenge room that I encountered.
1: Oh, right, the survive yeah, the, survive. Just the those, survival one yeah. Those mans five
2: man's for ninety seconds. <clears throat> yep. that was rough because that like they're pretty easy with my usual loadout, but with a random weird was what it was like
1: jaunt. It was jaunt help and the, the tag the, or the, some, some some no it was the um the one that ah uh, fuck was it tag. Or uh, grab it, the ones that pull pulls in. The the it destroys things near you and gives you back health.
2: Oh yeah, um, tap or something.
1: Yeah, it's just like a like a centered on one. you burst AOE. Yeah, life steal. Um, I didn't find that one to be super hard compared to the man's out in the world because oh. those were a motherfucker for the way that I played the game. Like I never. I was never really able to avoid any of their attacks. Wow, so that sucks. I was just constantly getting killed the whole time those guys if you, were. If
2: you actually get killed enough, does it just kick you back to your last save? Yeah.
1: Wow. That only happened to me once and it wasn't actually there. I always managed to pull it off, but it was like just constantly like every access point i was swabbing in abilities that i was like what the fuck does this do who knows it's an extra hit point for the right. next time i have to fight these assholes did you ever structure your abilities
2: avoid. such that the one that you wanted to attack with was actually your lowest mem thing so that you would be able to use it
1: um i mean i probably used crash 10 times as often as every other okay ability so it just was right i i always put jaunt on the little high speed machine gun skill ping yeah because it i started playing with the limiter where all the cells were shielded oh fuck that
2: no there's that that's like the worst limiter in the entire game no. for me
1: that was just trivial to deal with it's trivial no. to deal with if you have that no uh, fireable outside a turn it's just like two taps and they're gone
2: okay sure you have to hit them once anyway you, no, you just have to run... You just have to pass over them.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I, I guess that's true, but I always shot him anyway, because, like, you could. Eh. See, there's just a lot of ways to play this game, because it's got cool systems. There's the shitty way that you hate that you inflicted on yourself. Yep. And then there's the <laughs> way that just kind of made me angry that I inflicted on myself. And there's that's the not saying. playing it at all, which was Riff's <laughs> approach. Strategy.
0: I, I did not I did not settle on a, on a firm loadout. Uh, well, you couldn't I, have even... Yeah, I I tower, did not have a, I really didn't have I didn't it. have a lot of uh, of different ones I liked the uh, I liked using the stealth one though
1: yeah oh um,
0: yeah I basically so I would I have a ranged attack a close attack
2: stealth and the pet as my four buttons pretty much all the time
0: I think mine were like mine were crash and the laser and the stealth and jaunt and I alternated between putting uh, charm and was grenades
2: on jaunt? Does charm turn them into your friends if you pass through them with right jaunt or something? Right, huh? Yeah. That's actually that would be a good. I could I could see using jaunt because it's just such a like the mobility is so great. Yeah, with that,
0: because I mean when when it's when the game unpauses and you go through all your actions, you're spending your next few seconds avoiding friggin. Steady on laser beams that target you as soon as it starts, as soon as you start walking, so your health just starts draining immediately.
1: You just gotta get behind cover. Yeah. I mean,
0: there's a lot of of
2: cover stuff, and there's... Just make them all your friends, and it doesn't matter. (laughs) I
1: couldn't stand using jaunt actively, because... You use it, and then the amount of time between when you get to where you jaunt to and when you can start moving again was just agonizing to me. Huh. Hmm. So I only ever use jaunt as a support thing, so that I could fire while turn was refreshing. I
2: basically do nothing while turn is off. Like,
1: there's did just- you always end turns like far enough away that you weren't just immediately roasted?
2: Well no everybody was my friend at the end of the turn so look, I'm not roasted.
0: Um man that that's I mean that's clever but it does sound terrible to actually play.
2: It's not that bad. It's just long and tedious. It like it it does make the game kind of boring. Which I mean that's that was my primary complaint was that the game just didn't really like the story wasn't compelling enough because it was too abstract. And the combat was, like, this weird tactical game that I feel like I I just solved. And so...
1: And see, to me, it was hard the entire time. So it was, like, just frustrating enough to keep me, like, angry enough to say, all right, goddammit, I'll show uh, you what game. Interesting.
2: You know, this game has provoked a bunch of different reactions from us. It's there's there's definitely something going on mm-hmm. with it it is definitely worth checking out I you know think,
1: i hope they sell enough of it that they can make a third game cuz
0: yeah. yeah i do too <coughs> the aesthetic is amazing i i love the way it looks and sounds the it's it um reminds me very strongly of there's a webcomic uh by a guy called Aaron Diaz uh, and the webcomic is called Dresden Kodak and it seems to be set in the same sort of world and it's a very similar art style like to the point where i was wondering if maybe the the portraits of the of the people when you're looking at the hmm. soul information was possibly drawn by him. I don't think it was though, but
1: I gotta I don't know what it is about it, but I can't apart from like you know there was that point where you're on stage and there's sort of a catwalk leading up to it. Mm-hmm. every other part of the game looked exactly like every other part. Of the game to me, like I felt that
2: even like maintenance area, which was like, oh, if there was any ambiguity before, now it is so obvious that you are on a microchip that, like, on a silicon wafer that this is
1: like it no. just took all the ambiguity away from me because you no. can
2: see the fact that it's like little ICs plugged into something, and you can see capacitors, and you can see like resistors, and you're like, oh, okay, so
1: mm. no. They so all look the like the same. interpretation
2: to me was like this is these are like programs running on a computer, and a couple of them like figure out how to actually take control of a transistor like and suddenly they actually now can actually manipulate the environment and
1: become and so, a singer.
2: N- no, not become a singer. like what I'm talking about the camarada, okay, like they're the ones that got
0: the transistor to begin with. Right. Needs more reading people's emails, like in that Tron game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We got to do that as an assignment one of these days. We got to figure out a way to to play that. It's really long is the problem. Like, I feel like it's like a 20 or 25 hour. Ah,
2: That sounds good, though. If it's like if it's if it's just more Tron.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's also a lot of like just sort of dexterity challenge. Hmm. First person shooter stuff and a lot of like. Spatial puzzle solving. So, I mean, it's good. It's good, but I've never been able to actually replay it. I, I bought it when it came out and I played through it and I loved it. And I will. Is
2: it not on Steam?
1: I don't think it is. Okay. But it might be. I mean, it might be. It, I think it's not as hard to get on PC as it is on Mac because the only Mac port of it was uh, the pre, yeah. a pre Intel Mac port. But um, yeah, I mean, oh, like. Bastion was the same to me. There was no difference between one level and another level of Bastion. Mm. It was all just like, just rocks. Like, and this is all just right angles. Like, it's just right angles of solid colors and like kind of like Blade Runner y pseudo Japanese looking buildings. Right. And yeah, I don't know there's just not really there is not the kind of differentiation of environment that like I feel like in order for me to feel like not environments feel like it are
2: different was different between the beginning and the end,
1: well, yeah, because it like all of the color starts to go away right like it becomes very much like we're replacing this with well, but like, it's also
2: physically different too, like they're changing the shapes and
1: stuff like
2: are they they are they're, they're recognizable but distinctly sort
1: of yeah i mean those are changes that i recognize right i mean like i feel like the way that you get different environments to appear different to me is that you do it all just like ham-handed cartoony style like world of warcraft hmm. where you have this is sacrificed all... anything like realism to just make literally every aspect of the presentation of this serve the mood that you're trying to this is all rock
2: pillars this is all giant mushroom trees this is all swamp
1: man firewatch is going to be good i think
2: is it going to be all mushroom trees yeah it's all (laughs) mushroom trees
1: all the time that's the twist
2: Um, the spoiler is that mushrooms can't burn so the 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 entire game is pointless (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> scoops alright so uh, since Kevin only has like 3 minutes uh, before he has to leave and not have access to a computer before the next I'm show on a
2: flight in six hours, we're going to play
1: That's a nuts. game uh, that can be completed in 3 minutes uh, which is the NES game Jaws which I like a lot and I want to force you guys to play so that we can talk about it and you guys can tell me that you don't like it and I can tell you that you're wrong <laughs> okay. fair enough there is not much to this game but it is a good game, and that is that's that good. is what we need right now. Okay. Um, I think that this has gone on long enough that we should not listeners any mails. Uh, but we've got some for next time because oh, we're not going to have very much to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, because of Jaws, so I promise, I promise, one five six listeners mails. We'll do listeners mails first in one five six. Whoa, that's what we're gonna Gosh. do. That's some crazy. That's some crazy busting
0: the format, flipping yep. the
1: script, gentlemen. I've had an excellent time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you. It's been lovely. Wonderful. And we're not even going to tell people how to send listeners mail, because we've got enough.
0: Whoa. <laughs> so there.
1: Also, they probably already know. I am going to tell you, though, give us a review on iTunes. Oh. Give us a rating on iTunes. Hey. Yeah. Go to iTunes and say, hey, these, these cats is pretty cool. These VG cats, these mad cats made a pretty good controller. Sure. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> See ya.
2: <laughs> Have a great week, everyone.
1: sorry i don't mean to pick on you about that but just that's uh, everything about the thing that you just said was wrong and dumb
0: (laughs) (laughs) dang